Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Modernizer Die podcast cfml news edition and we have a little hiccup because our co-host the great luis mahano uh, got a flat tire today on the way home so he's not here um so i'm gonna go solo here so uh good to see some people in the chat so david and scott are in there already saying uh, good afternoon good morning and good night when vil logs in so you guys are gonna have to keep me company here uh, maybe Luis will make it back from the, the tire repair, but, uh, maybe not. Oh, Andrew Davis is there too. Howdy, Andrew. So good to see you guys all in there doing so well. And we got lots of cool stuff to talk about today. I'm just going to try not to ramble on because when I'm by myself, I seem to talk a lot more than maybe I should or could, but, uh, we'll keep you busy. So, uh, oh, Charlie's here too. So cool. Good to see some, some people in the mix. So. For those who don't know, I'm Gavin Picken, software developer for Order Solutions. And first of all, we want to just thank Order Solutions for making this podcast possible without them. You know, we wouldn't be able to do this. And uh, Order Solutions makes Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and a lot of other great boxes out there. And uh, we, basically a way that we'd like you guys to maybe say thanks back to Order for doing this. So like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Um, you can also help us reach for the stars by uh, running uh, this command box dash GitHub package on Forgebox. In any of your repos, if you run it, it will uh, basically star all the repos that you're using inside your app. So that, that helps all the dependencies that you're running. If you guys listen to it on the podcast, which I meant some people at CF Summit that do, so make sure you like and subscribe and uh, leave us a review there as well. Uh, obviously, we have CFCast, which is our great um, video service. So if you want to, you can sign up for a free or a paid account there and get great content every week. And then Box Life Store, we have some great stuff there. So you guys can uh, go and buy some swag and be as cool as the oldest people are. And uh, I think Brad's favorite uh, or Brad's shirt uh, servers up is probably one of the most popular ones I've seen, but it's a great one. And then we got some oldest books, the 102 cold box hmvc quick tips and tricks on gumrobe and then we also have the uh, the modern cfml book which we're doing some revamping on that right now so good to see we also want to thank our effervescent patreon supporters this week so without them um we wouldn't really be able to do this it's really great to have you there and it's great to see so many in the chat and then meeting so many of you at cf summit uh, so right now we have 43 Patreons providing 100% of the funding for the Modernizer Die podcast themselves. So they're fully funded, so orders can spend their money on other things. And then we're about 33% of the way to fully funding the Forgebox.io setups, so all the S3 connections, the, the bandwidth, uh, and everything there to making sure that ColdFusion has the best CFML package management software for our apps. Okay, now we're done with that. Let's get into some news here. And so the first thing up, we have uh, CF Summit. Uh, for those of you that are in the chat that made it, I think this is probably one of the best yet. Now, Charlie actually had his 10th CF Summit. He's done, he's spoken at 10 CF Summits in a row, all 10 of them. So Charlie, in the chat, let us know. What did you think? Is this one of the, the best ones or the best one 
I think it was pretty pretty high up there for myself, and I think Nolan said something similar in a blog post, which we'll cover soon. But uh, for those of you that are watching, we'll actually uh, pull up a Nolan's blog post and a couple of tweets as well. But I'm waiting to see what Charlie has to say there. Um, but so Nolan uh, is always very detailed, so he ran, uh, ran a pretty good amount here. Um, he said, honestly, I can't think of any reason that this conference wasn't a huge success for everyone involved. I saw no clunker sessions, no tech issues, overall very smoothly run event. And I think he said somewhere here it's uh, one of the best that he's ever been to for CF Summit. So, so cool. Well, Luis uh, might be able to jump in. He's just getting back. So, um, just getting here. Uh, so Charlie, let's see. Charlie said, I think it was especially nice given the two years of virtual. Really, they seem to always be great in their own ways, uh, but lame answer. <laughs> no, Charlie, it's not. But I think you're right. Maybe that was part of it is that we missed, you know, having people there. We missed some of those those other things. So, uh, um, So Luis says he's got a birthday party as well as a flat tire. So it's pretty crazy at his house. So I'm just going to keep going solo. So all good. So again, we did have some uh, tweets that went out about that. And we'll cover more of those later. But I wanted to show this one especially because it's from the Audis team. Uh, we, we took some photos. And I thought it was pretty cool. So those watching can see. Uh, this is me and Luis prepping madly. You can see my, my concentration face there at the Audis booth trying to get ready for the podcast, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that one last week. So those who didn't catch it, go check that one out. Uh, it did cut off at 48 minutes, though, because uh, my laptop, it's basically uh, it's on the way out. There's a, a battery issue, and so it died. But uh, if you look here, you also see uh, you know Luis with a couple of the, couple of the sponsors. And then one of the sessions, well, that's me speaking. Yeek, that's kind of scary. Uh, but we had a pretty full room there talking about MVC. And then, you know, Luis as well. So lots of uh, lots of cool photos there. It was really fun. Uh, so we, had, we had a blast, really, at CF Summit this year. And maybe that was it. It's like we had missed people. And, you know, CF Summit, it's a little smaller this year, but it was still really good. You know, sometimes I think it, maybe it's a little bit too big, um, and so maybe that was part of it. But again, really liked it, and uh, Luis even put on, uh, he tweeted on the way home, he got stuck in the airport, you know, as you do, traveling, and he says, it's back from CF Summit, what a great conference after a two-year hiatus. We got lots of feedback on our products, and just amazing to spend time with our amazing CFML community. We have lots to blog and talk about. So, so yeah, so... Um, you know, it was really cool. And it was good. And I said, we got lots of people coming up and just, you know, saying great things about what we're doing and even people that weren't using our product. So, okay. Well, um, another thing that happened at, uh, CF summit is, uh, they had the certification. So for those who didn't know, um, Adobe released this Adobe certified professional. And so they have, uh, you know, a new one. It's the Adobe certified professional Adobe called fusion. And it's basically completely redone from the previous one. That's the CF specialist. So I guess Mark Takata, Nolan, uh, Dave Ferguson, and the engineering team, Alicia, Keyshore, all spent a week together building this new course. And as Mark Takata said, it is hard. So um, he recommended it as a, a test of your skills and he guaranteed everybody will learn something new. 
And so if you did sign up for that, you get a hundred hours of video to go through it. And you had the one day lecture, which Brian Sappy led. And it was great to see like 60 people there. So, um, due to some scheduling stuff, um, we actually, um, postponed our, our training. So myself and Daniel Garcia got to do it along with some, uh, some other cool Patreons and some other cool fusion devs. So, um, I thought it was actually a pretty good day. Um, Brian Sappy did really well leading the course. They had a bunch of examples that you walk through and uh, Brian did a great job to, you know, cover as much of the information as possible in that one day. Um, in addition to all the content you're supposed to look at beforehand, of course. Um, but it was great because, you know, Brian gave you some tips on what items are probably going to be on the test and which ones may not be. And then uh, right before the test, we had some time. So he did, you know, like we could go into more detail on a couple of sessions or we could do like a pre-test practice quiz. And so we did that and those really helped. Um, so good news is, uh, I'm certified as well as being certifiable. So I'm certified now. Um, Daniel Garcia passed as well. And there was quite a few other Patreons and I'm not going to name names in case they don't want to, you know, say anything, but everyone that I talked to after the session, they all passed. So it was good news, but I will admit it was a little harder than what I heard the previous one was. So they did do uh, the OO concepts. Um, so, you know, they talked about dependency injection. They talked about MVC. You know, they talked about abstract classes and, you know, static classes. So there's a lot more um, pretty cool stuff in there. And it was kind of nice because some of those things, you know, I knew a little bit about and it went a little deeper. And there was some so-called fusion stuff that we've done. But, you know, sometimes we run Lucy, sometimes we run Adobe CF. So it's nice to get a little bit more detail on a lot of that stuff. So uh, it was fun. Uh, I did get to help some people too. So I got to go play Brad and go install Command Box for somebody and get it up and running and install Bullet Train. So but that was fun. It was a, a lot of good content. It was great to talk to Brian and um, and everything too. So it was a, a big success. So I think it's it's a good one. It is harder, but it's not impossible. Um, you know, there were some pretty good scores there. It requires an 80% grade to pass, but it's definitely doable. Open book, open internet, just don't talk to your neighbor. Um, but just so you know, they do try to make it tricky. There's a few questions that they do try and catch you up. Um, and to be honest, even with open book, open internet, I had to like Google a lot of those Adobe Cold Fusion settings that I just don't use. And some of them are really hard to find. So, but anyway, it was a really fun, really good. Um, I do recommend it. It's a great way to polish off your knowledge and to make sure you're not missing anything. And there's a lot of great content put online. And again, that's the first time I actually had a chance to, to meet with Brian in person and have like a good conversation. So that was really cool. Um, anyway, so that's sort of my report on the Adobe certification. Uh, oh, so Charlie says, oh, is the cert open book? You can Google things or you mean during the prep time? No, the test is open book, open internet the whole time. So yeah, you can do that. You're not supposed to be like on chat and Slack and talking to people, but it's definitely open book, open cert. So you can look through your notes. If you took notes, uh, you know, stuff like that, you can Google stuff. So people are looking to see if docs, but they still try to trick you up. And a lot of it's understanding and and one of those things with open book tests, like if you remember from school, if they ever had an open book test, you were in trouble because they made them really hard. Just because it's open book doesn't mean you can get to everything. Although if your Google knowledge is strong, you know, you're usually, you'll be all right. So um, like I said, most people did pass. I, I heard of one person getting a 42 out of 62, which would have been a fail, but that was just a rumor from someone else. So I don't know, maybe Adobe will release some uh, percentage grades on that, but the other thing was you didn't have to take the test that day. You could have prepared more, um, but 
that was good. So I've been meaning to take the Adobe certification for a long time. I tried to take the seven, eight, nine, and then finally when they got around to it, they didn't do it in 10 and 11. So it's been a while, but I'm certified, Daniel certified. Um, so that's kind of fun. I know that, uh, we actually have some order certifications too. We don't do a lot of publishing on that, but now it's got us sort of thinking inspired about that or, or doing some other certifications too, you know, like some of the, uh, AWS ones, et cetera, are actually thinking about starting a little study group for people wanting to take certifications together to, to sort of build community around that and help each other. So that might be something we'll, we can start as well. Okay. I already spent 15 minutes on the first item, so Let's keep going here. Uh, trying out GitHub Copilot. So I've heard that uh, Adam Tuttle, Adam uh, Carol Hamilton, or I guess she's got a new last name. She got married. Uh, Adam Cameron. They've all been using uh, Copilot recently. And of course, uh, for those who don't know, GitHub Copilot is a little AI tool that works in VS Code to help you um, sort of, it gives you code suggestions and actually can write out a lot of your code based on your comments. It's pretty interesting. And it's not very CF smart yet. And of course, Adam and Carol and Adam, they both, uh, they all write in, uh, you know, JavaScript a lot. They write in Cold Fusion, but they also write in other things like Kotlin. And, and so they're getting help for other ways. But I decided I would try it out in Cold Fusion and VS Code. So, so far, so good. Uh, as I mentioned, it's not that smart yet, but it's kind of cool because when you uh, go to write out a test, because we should all be testing, uh, if you put a nice comment in your uh, your describe and everything is very concrete per se, it actually gives us some pretty good tests. And sometimes the, the syntax is not quite right, but it gives you a really good sort of pseudocode for what you might want to test. And so, so far I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping if we, we get more people using it in Cold Fusion, uh, that we can get, you know, some better intelligence and it's pretty neat. It's just, you know, some better suggestions, you know, than just the IntelliSense we normally get. Okay, Charlie had a comment. Um, wow, the Linux Foundation certs such as Kubernetes are like many open only to the extent you can look at certain specific resources, but not just any, so that's very interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just the, the software they have don't you know allow that. I mean, they could have been a little more over your shoulder protective in there, um, but they usually do it online. They're using a service called Kavon or Kavion. C-A-V-E-O-N, and that's where we did the, the testing through. And to be honest, I kind of got a little scared because I went through the entire test and clicked submit. And at that point, it goes to another screen that says, are you ready to start? And I'm like, what just happened? I thought I lost all my answers. And apparently um, when you do that, you have a little exit survey. So there's three more questions that it asks you afterwards. And I was like, ah. So I had to call Brian over. I just finished this and it says start again, but uh, it was just the exit survey. So once I finished that, I got my grade. Um, but yeah, it's one of those other things. Um, I don't know if they normally have more moderation and they're just trying to get people to pass because it was CF Summit, they're lighter on it or not. I'm not sure exactly. Some, I know that some, like Charlie's saying in this chat here, that some certs are you know heavily moderated closely with cameras and everything else. Um, so, uh, that's the way it was for that test. So I guess if someone takes it uh, remote, I know David Bellinger took it. Uh, I think you took the new one, right, David? Was it like um, proctored like that with cameras and everything? I know like when you do the travel test for COVID, they have a, you, know, you have to move the webcam to follow your hands at all time. So it was moderated. So, so yeah, so maybe they just relaxed it a little bit, but 
it probably would have been um yeah even if it shows empty disk interesting yeah so for mine um you know really i didn't really look at too much it was just a couple of the the weird things like there was a an application cfc setting for including other files and i you know they give you it's multiple choice and they gave me four and like two of them were like obviously not it and there's two of that really made me think so but anyway so maybe doing it in person at cf summit next year might be the best way to get it if you can if they relax the the strings a little bit okay so anyway back to copilot if you guys are using it let me know if you had any experience uh and if not uh try it out you guys there is a trial um give it a whirl and hopefully we can train it up to be a little more cold fusion smart hacktoberfest so hacktoberfest has started uh if you guys haven't jumped in go register anything you do in october um where you get it um basically pull requests are in um you can actually get get some cool t-shirts or plant a tree in your name and so if i share my local screen for those watching you should see i have a couple already nope i've got one waiting so I've got one pull request waiting and i gotta get a couple more in but um so lots of options in there um you can go in and see what's what's in there oh there's some that are non-participating i gotta go and make sure that they get flagged as hectoberfest so i need to make sure that we get our repos updated so Go check out Hacktoberfest. It's really cool. Get people up and running. Um, Pete Freitag has got cfdocs.org. Um, and on there, there's actually a lot of um, a lot of issues that you can look at on the GitHub repo. So if I look on, if I go local screen here, you see under issues, there's quite a lot. And so there's a bunch that are marked as Hacktoberfest. And so these are usually like, you know, easy, good first issue. So these are a great way to, to get your free t-shirt, get four pull requests in there, um, go for it. So Hacktoberfest just started, we're, you know, 10 days in, but uh, we, we love Hacktoberfest. Again, if the the modules that or documentation on orders don't have the Hacktoberfest, ping us, we'll add it and uh, we'll get it going because uh, we, we definitely want to support Hacktoberfest and support you guys and help you get these cool shirts because some of the best shirts I own um, are Hacktoberfest ones. They're top quality shirts. And again, if you want to be good and plant a tree instead, they'll plant a tree in the digital ocean forest for you. So very cool. Okay, so new releases and updates. So hot off the wire today, Charlie, uh, let me know. We have new 2021 and 2018 October security updates. So the police to announce they have updates. Um, so 21 ver update 5, 2018 update 15. Um, this fixed a few security and feature specific bugs along with other libraries. They've also included support for M1 Mac OS. So if you guys are running Mac OS and you want to run the newer versions, now you have M1 support. So very cool. More information is here and they will be pushing out the Docker images um, soon. So go check those out there. And again, if you want more details, it's right there. And I will share the link in the show notes because I was really bad about sharing links already so far. So let me just throw a couple in here in the chat real quick. Sorry, everybody. They get distracted when it's just one of me. If I can clone myself, we get so much more work done. Okay. So that is the Adobe updates. And then we also had a, a couple of releases as well. So we have um, CB Elasticsearch 
version 2.3.3. And so that was released um, last week. So here's the link for that. And for this one here, um, basically it adds full capability for Elasticsearch version 8 as well as maintaining support for version 6 and 7. So it's a great backwards compatible version. So uh, check that out. And then we have Fusion Reactor 9.1.0, which is released. And so um, version 9 was released, I think, just a week or a week and a half ago. And they just released version 9.1.0. And in that includes two bug fixes and it has five improvements. And then if you didn't um, see this a couple weeks back, Lucy announced the 5.3.10 release candidate. Um, so it's mainly bug fixes. There's a couple of improvements relating to CF config JSON importing. Uh, and then they also been playing with some of those query listeners and mail listeners and all those different listener things. So they're experimental in this version. They'll be um, solid in Lucy 6. So if you want to check that out, you can do that. And remember, Java 17 is not supported. Java 19 is not supported. Java 11 is what's recommended. So um, just something to remember. Okay, so next up, we have webinars, meetups, and workshops. So, as you guys listened last week, we announced that Audis is uh, stepping up their Friday game. So, Friday, 11 a.m. Central, usually once a month, we do a webinar. So, our Audis webinar is uh, coming up soon, October 28th. And so, because of CF Summit, we've got to confirm that everyone's schedule is still good for that. So we'll be announcing the actual topic very soon. So we'll be tweeting and blogging about that uh, very soon this week. So the Audis webinar, October 28th. So that's Friday, October 28th. Now, the next week, office hours are going to be held on November 4th. So the following Friday, we are now going to be running office hours for Audis. So basically, uh, one uh, one basically every week there's going to be a different uh, a different event so we got the Audis webinar um, on the 28th the following week we have the Audis office hour so we're going to put up a form so you guys can ask questions in advance so we can make sure we get the right person there to answer it and we, we actually have an answer for you so if you guys have questions that you'd want uh, some of the Audis team to help you answer uh, we're going to do that so November 4th the next week we're going to have on November 11th we're going to have the first edition of the Audis book club so this is going to be patreon only um, we're starting as a patreon only thing so we're going to be doing a book club so we're going to start with um robert martin or uncle bob's clean code book so we're going to look at some of that uh, we're going to focus on a couple of different sections of it each week or each month because we're doing it one one session a month for the the clean code book club and so we'll just work our way through through that so if you guys are a patron and you'd like to join that that'll be up november 11th and then uh, November 18th will be the webinar because November uh, we have uh, Thanksgiving on the final week. So yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to shut my notifications down there. Charlie, you're right. Let's see. Again, trying to get everything in. I've got that messed up today. So shouldn't hear any more of them. So yeah, so oldest webinar for november is going to be the 18th instead of uh thanksgiving week so the 18th we'll have another webinar so lots of webinars coming up lots of cool new things so we're trying out this stuff so we've got the book club and in december we'll have the the coding with the kiwi come back as well um yep so cool 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 so basically every friday 11 a.m central 
I want you to book it out an hour and a half. We want to um, go in there and just uh, block it in your calendar. We got uh, webinars, live streams every week from Audis. So we want to build up our community interaction. And that's, uh, that's how we want to do it. So hopefully you guys can join us in there. Now, last week, um, Charlie, well, actually it was the week before. We missed it last week because we got cut off before we got to all this stuff. The online Cold Fusion meetup using Adobe CF setup tool manage CFs admin settings from any version. So Charlie um, did that. It's his 299th episode. So Charlie in the chat, um, have we got the 300th scheduled? I did look on the website before, but I didn't click to see upcoming. So maybe you can give us a, a little update here and we'll, we'll see, because I'd like to see when are you going to do your 300th episode? So looking here, is it scheduled? Uh, no, so not scheduled yet. So Charlie will have to let us know when he's got it here. Um, maybe he says he'll maybe do it next week. So the episode 300, it's a big deal. Um, they've had tons and tons of content over many years and uh, Charlie's done a great job keeping it going. Um, he didn't start the online CF meetup, but he's run it for 15 years or so, maybe more. Uh, Cause I think it started back in 2005. I know Charlie's got all the details and you can find that on the site, but it's, it's great. There's a lot of great content there. And we're hoping that a lot of the speakers from Adobe CF summit will go and present on the online CF meetup. Um, since we were not able to record in Las Vegas due to some union rules. Um, so we'll have to do that. So, Anyway, you can go check out that recording up on YouTube and check it up on meetup.com. Yep, and so Charlie confirmed. Uh, that's right, Stephen Arat started in 2005. He took it over in 2007. And yep, details at the site, coldfusionmeetup.com. So again, thanks Charlie for all you do there. And uh, I'll try and get my session from CF Summit um, prepped and we can try and schedule that. So. I know we got a lot more other people to, to schedule too. There's been a lot of me lately, so let's, let's spread it around a bit. Um, Adobe workshops and webinars. We have um, a webinar coming up on November 23rd, Thanksgiving week. So um, building native mobile applications with Adobe Cold Fusion and Monaco.io with Mark Takata. And this was an interesting one. Um, I actually went and saw Mark's session on this and I thought Monaco was something new. And then I looked it up and I guess it's been around since like 2014 or 2015. And in Wikipedia, I haven't seen any links or references to like since 2015. So I don't know if there's like a revised version of it. I just couldn't find, but uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, so it looks like it's built on top of like the sort of the phone gap stuff we put over and everything. Um, but so Mark's going to be talking about that. Of course, I'm a little biased. I love Quasar. Uh, Quasar is the best for doing all of that stuff. So, but Again, I might just be biased. So if you guys want to check out their, their next session, that's November 23rd. But um, December 22nd is a winter holiday special, a preview of Cold Fusion 2023 with Mark Takata. And maybe they'll be dropping a few more bombs than they did at CF Summit, which we gave you a little taste of it last week. We'll talk about a little bit more soon. So there's a full list up on uh, all their webinars and workshops up on meetus.adobeevents.com slash callfusion. Okay. 
Sea of Cass. So, Sea of Cass has been a little quiet for a couple of weeks. I do apologize with uh, Into the Box for starting to record again now after this finish, but uh, Sea of Summit came up quick and fast on us too. So, we'll be releasing some new videos, um, but we did release uh, all the videos from ITB for ITB ticket holders. Uh, if you are not an ITP ticket holder, but you are a CFCast subscriber, um, then you'll be able to see those in, in December. So we're going to be releasing them. We're going to do probably a 12 days of Christmas setup so you guys can get all that content and you can watch them through Christmas time and through that holiday if you guys get time off. So we will be getting them out to you soon, but we wanted to make sure we you know, gave that exclusivity for those people who you know spent their hard-earned money to buy those tickets. Um, but we do love all our CF subscribers. Uh, you guys you know, again, are helping to help fund that. And that's a great resource for the culture community. So thank you guys. And then we also released a couple more forge box module of the week and VS code hint tip and trick of the week videos there, but we do have more coming. So we are working on, um, my boxifying a third party library. Uh, Eric is working on a cold box elixir series. Uh, Daniel Garcia is going to be working on a getting started with content box. And then uh, again, those ITP videos will be released in December for those who are not ITP ticket holders. So um, we should be good there. So, okie dokie, let's move on to conferences. So last week, CF Summit, um, the CF Summit official. And again, I said, I think it was like the best one yet. Um, I think I would have to, to do that. So uh, October 3rd and 4th, and then the certification on the fifth, it was a great event. Um, they had a cool little party and everything else. It was their 10th one. So maybe that's why it just seems a little better. But again, highlights of the conference from, uh, from me, uh, it was good to see everyone back in person. It was great to see some of our Patreons, including a new Patreon who, um, signed up right at the booth. So thanks, John, John to Sim. Uh, he got signed up by Daniel Garcia. He's a salesperson of the year. Um, so that went really well. And then it was nice to meet some of our Twitter stalkers in person, like James Moberg. <laughs> so I sat down, had a lunch with him, and we chat a little bit at the parties and stuff. And but it's it's great. James is a, a good good guy. I love talking to him on Twitter and everything else. But it's really nice to meet in person. And I you know I spent some time with Giancarlo Gomez, and I spent some time with uh, David Levin, you know, and of course Charlie. And there was just a lot of great people, and so that was really good. Now the order sessions I think went really well. And again, we're gonna work on getting these um, to Charlie so we can put it up on the online CF meetup. So uh, Daniel Garcia rocked the big room right after the keynote the first day. Uh, it was really good. He got people pumped up. He's a really a performer. It was uh, really cool to see. Um, and it was a really good session. So he did the API toolbox essentially. Um, and yeah, so basically it went really well. <laughs> and we did joke last week that someone came up to him um, in the booth and said that he did a fantastic job and needs a raise. And Luis agreed to it on the, on the podcast. Um, I did a, my talk was on NBC. So I had a full room. Uh, only a couple people used Coldbox um, and the rest, you know, might be using Coldbox soon. So that went off really well. I'm really happy with that. So it'd be great to share it with the, the online CF meetup group. Um, Brad um, did a, the talk on a rabbit MQ and uh, he was, he got some really good feedback too. So one of the feedback said that um, it was one of the clearest and most organized presentations they've seen in a long time. So, um, you know, Brad can talk, but I guess he can uh, keep the slides simple and uh, really effective too. And then um, 
Luis had another packed room and he did his Alpine JS talk, uh, which is the version I did. Uh, I did a version at ITB, which is based on his talk. And uh, I got great feedback at ITB and he got some really good feedback too. And I think, uh, you know, Alpine JS is like going to be the, the future CF one because it's so simple to put in. Okay, I have a message from Charlie here. Actually, Mark announced on the CF portal yesterday that they will be asking all presenters to offer webinars they will run okay um yeah so basically so the the cf portal daniel um that's coldfusion.adobe.com there's a, a little portal website got blog posts and everything else um oh and how did i miss that blog post charlie thank you for sharing that i'm going to put that on the list too uh i thought i checked it but i guess i didn't um Sometimes that site can be tricky for me to find stuff. So I do have the blog trotter set up so I can get my uh, RSS feeds, but I guess I'm just too slow today. And a little suck, sum up for Ordis booth at CF Summit. Lots of traffic, lots of old friends, lots of new contacts, lots of praise from everybody. It was great to get praise from everybody, whether it's, uh, you know, they use our products or not, they still think we're doing great things for Cold Fusion and the community. And that was really cool to hear. So it's nice to, to get that feedback. Okay, here's some new stuff, you guys. So this week, right now, uh, I actually missed a couple of sessions because I've been doing the podcast, but ViteConf is here. So um, for those of you who don't know, Vite, or Viet, as they say, VietConf, uh, they're making web development instant. So for some background, all the old tools like Webpack and everything, they're built with JavaScript. So JavaScript developers can help contribute to the engine. Um, for a while, that's the way everything worked. And to be honest, that's a little slow. So ES, um, VietConf or Viet and uh, ESBuild, a lot of those tools now have been actually built with you know other tools other languages to get that instant speed and so things like Vite are just blowing blowing things away speed wise compared to webpack and everything else and so uh they're they're on conference so today and tomorrow you can register online for free and they're live right now you can go to the live stream after my podcast um, but they got lots of content and a lot of stuff is repeated too so you can watch it later so um a lot of cool stuff here and if you haven't seen anything about Vite, definitely recommend it. It's uh, it's a really cool tool. It's changing the way things work. And we will be doing some updates um, pretty soon with sort of the Elixir-based world to offer those types of builds as well. It may be separate, though, just because of the way, um, basically the way Elixir works. It might be too different um, for this. So we are going to be offering it, um, but it might not be an Elixir, if that makes any sense. It might be its own thing. So that is free today and tomorrow. Now, another th conference going on this week as well. So Microsoft Ignite. So again, I'll share my screen for those watching. So this is going to be the 12th through the 14th, 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can watch it online for free if you register for an online ticket. If you want to go in person, if you're in the area in Seattle, it's about $1,900 um, for that. Um, so if you want to go, but there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great speakers. Um, and they are doing um, quite a lot of stuff with cloud. And so that's what I'm really interested in, Azure and other cloud-related items. Uh, they do have stuff from 365 and everything else. And they are doing some spotlights on other parts of the world. So uh, the, the America Latina, the UK, Deutschland, France, and then I think they've got Japan and I don't read 
this very well, I'm sorry. But um, there's more information. So they actually have online versions of these with translations and other sessions. And so it looks like a pretty cool one. And it's, yeah, it looks like a good session. You can check out the, the session right here. So three days of content. And again, that starts tomorrow. So tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Okay. So we also have something next week. No. Yeah, next week. Man, I thought conference season was just dying down. It's just getting started. So next week we have the AWS Awesome Day online conference. It's a three-hour, um, 9 a.m. to 9, uh, 12 p.m. Pacific or 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern. And that's on Thursday, October 20th. They're bringing the cloud down to earth. So it's a free virtual three-hour AWS cloud training event delivered by their skilled in-house instructors. And it's a crash course, but less crash, more course. <laughs> Pretty cool catch line. So if you're not sure if you use AWS or not sure where to start, um, or if you've seen one of Brian classes sessions, which are always amazing about uh, AWS and you want to get into it, it's a great starting point. Um, so they walk through, you know, the, the beginning sort of security services and what AWS compute is and databases and innovation and closing remarks. So it's probably like a really great summary for getting started and they're all level 100 classes. So very, very basic, get in there, get familiar and have an idea of what you can do going forward. So again, that there is the, the AWS online conference. And again, I haven't been posting my links. Apologies, everybody. Um, but Microsoft Ignite link is coming. And then the VConf. But we've got lots of cool stuff there. That's great to see some, some variety as well. And then into the box of the TAM, December 7th. They're working on the site. It should be released very soon. So if you're in the El Salvador region, um, we're going to be having um, Spanish and um, some English sessions and possibly um, Portuguese. So we have a, a, a Portuguese member and I actually met Patrick, Patrick um, Leal uh, at CF Summit. It was really cool to talk to him. He's really pumped about Cold Box and Cold Fusion. And so I believe he'll be speaking it into the box of the town as well. So we're expanding. So next year we have DevNexus 4th through the 6th. So if you guys are interested in, um, in DevNexus, it's a great Java conference and Java-related conference. So um, Brad uh, talks about uh, RabbitMQ and Luis talked about uh, Alpine and everything. And October 9th, so the Super Early Bird Special just ended. So you could have saved 50% off. The call for speakers is open until the 15th. Um, so check that one out. Into the Box 2023. Drum roll, please. We have dates. So May 17th, 18th, and 19th, 2022. So we'll be middle of May, um, back at the same venue, and we're excited. We're going to be doing the call for speakers starting November 1st. Our goal is to have workshops and uh, sessions ready by the end of the year so that way everybody knows and there's no excuses for budget and travel uh, accommodations so everybody can be there. It's going to be our 10th yet. We've already started planning all the cool things we're going to do and you know me, I've got lots of ideas and I've got nine months to get them all figured out so I'm working on it. Scott Steinbeck has some uh, arcade buttons powered by Raspberry Pi that I'm going to use because we're definitely going to have the box wars this time. So hold me to it. Uh, we're going to get it done. 
Um, we're also talking about doing some fun stuff and making happy bots be even happier. So instead of just meeting and talking and doing the meals, we're going to play the Box Wars family uh, developer feud game. We're also going to look at doing like a hackathon with some prizes. So if you guys want to hack on some uh, some Forgebox modules or something like that, we're going to be doing that. And um, obviously we'll be yeah, just hang out, play some games, maybe bring back sort of Birds of a Feather style from uh, CF Objective where you guys can bring some board games and play some board games and just hang out. But uh, one of the ideas for one of the workshops was to mess around with some Raspberry Pi. So I was like, we should do like a little mini you know, hackathon on some Raspberry Pis at, uh, at Happy Box. So, you know, those obviously a long day, people sometimes, you know, don't stick around, but if we have some cool things, maybe more people will want to hang out and uh, do more stuff. So I think the developer feud, uh, box walls would be really cool. We can do that while people are eating and, you know, having a couple of drinks and everything else. And then maybe after that, we can migrate into, hackathon uh, on raspberry pis on forgebox modules and uh you know just just sort of hang out and make it more of a more of a hangout instead of dinner and go so let me know what you guys think about that i think it'd be pretty cool uh i think that's kind of fun and remember we are doing workshops so we need some ideas for workshops so let us know if you have any ideas on what you want us to see um the vue.js one was voted by twitter and that one actually was the most successful as far as the attendees and we got a lot of great feedback. So if there's other things you want to see, workshops you want to see it into the box, let us know. We're going to be reaching out to our mailing list and, uh, and seeing, but you know, I think having Brad bring, bring his pie hat back and let people, you know, do some command box on a raspberry Pi, that'll be pretty cool. Um, so I know that, uh, Brian Sappy at CF summit talked about, uh, running his, all this training that he's doing for middle school kids and the teachers, uh, they're running off raspberry Pis. They're installing, uh, you know, Adobe called fusion 2021 on the raspberry Pi. It's the development machine for these kids they are taking them home, you know, and using them at home. So there's a lot of things you can do on it. So maybe we can do something fun with that. So let's, let's think of some ideas and, uh, you know, let's, let's play around a little bit. I actually want to build little pie video game arcade machines. And, you know, I'm on a woodworking kick, so maybe I can build some cases to build some uh, some pretty cool uh, pie games. But it'd be cool if we could play the snake game on there from Command Box too. Okay, CF Camp. Hopefully we'll hear some news about that being 2023, but that wraps up our conferences. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy your conferences. Let's move on to blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So first up, we have one from James Moberg. Um, we talked about the the safe operation navigator on Twitter, and it, we kind of got into some weird conversation where I was trying some edge case and Brad corrected me. But uh, James threw this little item together here. So if you want to check it out, you can see this blog post. But safely fetching scoped variables while avoiding scope injection. So he's been sort of playing around with this. So that's kind of cool. Um, check this out again. And it started uh, talking about struct key exists. And it's kind of weird because some of them will blow up. Some of them won't with a safe navigation. And again, Brad said it's not the way it's supposed to be used. So, uh, But that's a pretty cool little blog post. Um, Nolan Irk, uh, he had a, a recap. So if you want to check out Nolan's uh, recap on CF Summit, he's got the full write-up here as well. 
And of course, Nolan being Nolan, he takes great notes. And so he actually has some more notes as well. So we'll be sharing the ones for um, Ray Camden's session. And his session was on mining electronic documents for fun and profit. And then we have a couple more we'll cover as we go down. So Ben Adel, um had a blog post too about converting a query to a human readable CSV and two phases. So I'm going to share my screen for those watching. This was kind of an interesting one because uh, I guess it spurred from an older um, older post where Adam Cameron found from back on like 2008. Um, basically, <laughs> Ben was like, ah, the code makes me cringe. It represents both style and mindset that feels archaic. Um, so he's been working on modernizing that code. As he's rewriting it, he kept running into some hurdles. Um, and so, you know, basically he was looking at this and he started thinking about the target audience. So once a human is your target audience, then user experience becomes a factor. So when you report, you know, when you format your report data, it does matter. So you can't just dump data to the screen. You have to see how people are going to read it. So you might have to remove some noise, make it more human consumable. And so you talked about, you know, how basically he generates customized two-dimensional array of data from all these different places, and then he'll generate the CSV from the intermediary array. And so, you know, he basically he does this two-step process to sort of compile things and then get it user-friendly. And so he has a CSV serializer, and he walks through sort of his process and his methodology for that. So... Again, I like not just the code Ben writes, but the way he breaks it down and thinks about it. It makes me, you know, revisit some of the things I might do as well. So we did have a couple of tweets from Audis. So I mentioned the one about CF Summit. So we got some photos in there. You can go like and uh, retweet those. We also had the one from Luis we talked about earlier as well. And then we had uh, one from uh, Nolan, which I liked. And let me just share my screen because of those watching you can see the photo so here's the photo here and the tweet says a few hundred attendees at the cold fusion summit on tuesday remind me see if how yeah remind me how cf is did and so there's a pretty cool picture here and then i took a picture and i shared it too and i said yeah good numbers for the closing raffle can be seen even in this picture so even though it's the end of this conference everyone's already leaving for flights and everything else and you know they're just sticking around for a few prizes it was kind of cool to see still that many people in the room so I and mean, that's a pretty big room that's a decent number of people so cool to cool to see that there too okay so we did have uh, some slides that different people posted around. I'm not going to go into all of the different slides, but this is one from Brian, and I forget his last name. I apologize. I should probably, I probably find it on the on the blog post itself. Um, but if we pull that open, I'll share my screen again. Um, his slides were below the surface: how web vulnerabilities hiding applications, and I love this. The iceberg thing it's so perfect so brian R riley sorry sorry brian if you're listening um yep so when we look here um he's got some pretty cool slides interesting though he he basically had a blog post from earlier last year so if i go back to i think april um so we looked at cs or ssrf in cold fusion and so he actually did a big study diving into um, every function 
in ColdFusion, looking at all the different um, variables that expect a file that might accept a URL. And so a lot of people, obviously, if they're accepting a URL uh, inside the URL scope or the form scope, you can sort of like make that be a, a sort of a cross-site setup. And so he went through all these different tags and functions, and these are the ones that could expect a file but could take a URL. And so these ones are possibly vulnerable. And so he asterisks all the ones that are Lucy only. So a lot of them are just Lucy and not ColdFusion. Um, but it obviously depends on how you're using the functions. They're perfectly safe if you're expecting a URL, if you clean them and you're not using a URL or a form scope or a CGI scope or cookie or something like that. So I thought this was a pretty cool blog post too. So I'm going to share that one as well. Okay, so let's move back into this. And I saw Scott had a <laughs> a little uh, comment. We should play Where's the Speakers from the photos you took. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of speakers at the back of the room, I think, that Scott was talking about. So, but it was, it was pretty cool to, to have them all there. Okay, Nolan also um, did a recap on Emma, Emma Fletcher's session. And so she's not a co-fusioner. She was actually the first time at the conference, um, but she talked about seven mistakes developers make starting their first business and how to avoid them. And the, the takeaway from that really was that, um, yep, you make mistakes, you make lots of them, uh, seven mistakes that you usually make, but you'll probably make way more than that. Um, but, you know, just keep on plugging. And so it was a good session. I didn't get to attend that one, but I did talk to her and Nolan afterwards. That's where they found out that they both were from Sacramento. And I guess she does a lot of soldering stuff. And so she did a lot of stuff in the makerspace there. And Nolan actually had taken one of her training <laughs> before on soldering. So a small world, especially in Sacramento. Um, but Nolan also did a recap on um, on Goose's, Goose. I always say his name right. Goose's. Um, session um, modernizing through evolution not revolution and that sounded like a really good session uh, I wish I could have seen that one um, but again hopefully they'll they'll do those presentations online soon and we can see them but that's a little recap for you to get a taste of it um, we did post a blog post on the order site about Hacktoberfest we talked about that a little bit so I'll just share the link and then we also talked about Actually, we didn't talk about this one. This one, I think, needs some special attention. So this is another blog post by John Clawson. Uh, he released the, the CB Elasticsearch blog, but he also runs something here, which I think you guys might find interesting. So using command box Docker images to perform bytecode source conversions. Okay, so Charlie said um, goose... Uh, I guess his name can be pronounced for us Yanks like Hoost. So it's the G is more of an H. So sorry, bad pronunciation. So back to this blog post. So you can use the command box Docker image to perform bytecode source conversions. Um, and so sometimes code needs to be shipped in a compiled state. It might be for obfuscation or source protection. It might be because it runs faster. Without the CFML server needing to run uh, compile templates at runtime, it can be crazy fast. So it's an excellent excuse for using the Docker production Docker images and code deploy pipelines. And so this process walks about using the CFML compiler on Forgebox um, and, you know, the comparison. But basically, he's gone through, like, compiling the, the files down and talks about that and how you can do it. Um, and so if you guys are worried about speed and if you're worried about um, 
that it's really pretty cool. Um, so I know that some people um, want their code as lean as possible, as fast as possible. That first load can be, you know, really, really a big hit. So it should be, should be pretty good. So check that one out. Highly recommend, highly recommend that. So I see a few misses here. Um, Scott asked about the CF Meetup presentation. I'm not sure if they did, Scott, um, but like Charlie said, they're actually asking them to do them through Adobe, so that'll be good. But it looks like Charlie did share a meetup when um, Brian wrote their blog post, and so there's actually a session. So I'll have to put that in the show notes. Let me open that up myself. Oops, apparently that link didn't like me. Oh, it's probably because I've got a bad link. Yep, there we go. So I will throw that in there in my show notes as well. So that's pretty cool. Thanks again for sharing, Charlie. Okay. So last but not least, we have the CB Elasticsearch session as well. And so if you guys are, like I said, interested in that, um, it's a pretty good good piece there. No, I think I just killed my browser here. I'm sorry. Uh, lost the chat. Let me pull that up again. Okay. And so the CB Elasticsearch one, uh, again, was a, a good session. Uh, sorry, a good blog post talking about the differences and uh, getting that latest version updated too. So I know there's a lot going on in there. So it's a cool to have that blogged as well. Okay. So there's the, the blog post for conversion and here's the CB Elasticsearch one as well. Okay. So next up, CFML jobs. So we have three listed this week or this week and a half because we, again, we got cut off last week. So we're kind of doing a double dose. So we have a Cold Fusion developer position in Alexandria, Virginia. We have a Cold Fusion position in Bengaluru, Connecticut. And then we have a senior Cold Fusion engineer in Austin, Texas. So get cfmiljobs.com. Remember, you can post a job, no charge. It's completely free. Um, so follow them on getcfmiljobs.com to see them when they post. And we've got 138 positions posted. Um, so lots of cool stuff there. And if you are looking for a job, um, Auto Solutions is hiring. If you go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash careers. And if you go on the Slack channels, there's one on the Box Team Slack. There's one on the CFML Slack. So if you go check out those links, you can see other jobs that are posted around as well. Okay, so... Um, Charlie did mention we have a couple of blog posts up on the the website for um, Adobe Cold Fusion. So before I forget, I'm going to jump in there real quick too. So they've got a couple items in here. If we go to the recent blogs, so I see some the recap here. So this is the recap that Charlie was talking about, and then the updates that came out. And then there's also an event. So the Cold Fusion user group for Hawaii will be a meeting. So let me po look at this one real quick. 
And I think uh, Mark Ducato is going to be speaking at that one. I missed that one. I'll put that in the group. So October 28th, um, Mark Ducato is going to be looking at the VS Code extension. So I will have to get that added to the show notes for everybody as well. So if you guys want to sign up for that one, you can do that through the CF Hawaii. Okay, so a couple of good blogs in there. Let's get into our Forgebox module of the week. And for this one, something I literally just posted, so it should be top of the list. So I'm going to share my screen for those watching. So if you go to Forgebox.io, I don't know if you noticed, but if you scroll down, there's a couple items here. And so you can click most popular, most installs, newest, or updated. So if you click newest, you should see something called CF Interval. What's this, you might say? Well, it's a human-friendly helpers for working with intervals and time spans, and it's released by me, but I'm gonna have a collaborator on here. Scott Steinbeck has been helping me. Um, so basically what we did is uh, we we came in here and we have a Cold Fusion version of um, this library, the JavaScript timespan library, timespan.js, which is inspired by .NET system.timespan and system.datetime. And so basically it's a human friendly version of intervals and time spans. Now, ColdFusion has a time span already, but that's basically where it's uh, one or, you know, one or zero, or sorry, one is for one day, 0.5 is like, you know, 12 hours. There's different ways to, to do that. And so you can, you know, you can basically set it up to have a simple time span with the time span function. Now that works okay, but um, there's a lot of cool stuff that I wanted to do. And so I found this library and we're gonna be merging it to Coda. So Coda will have better support for this too. But um, this time span stuff is pretty neat. So you can create a new time span using new time span, or you can inject it uh, using um, so, uh, some of our injections. So if you inject time span at CF interval, I kept it as time span just so it would be consistent with the JavaScript. But uh, Scott helped me do the conversion over to, to this here. We've got a few tests up and running and it's, it's put out there. But the cool thing is when you add a time span, you can pass in milliseconds, seconds, minutes, hours, or day. And then you can obviously pass ordered functions like JavaScript, or you can do name functions too. And they also have static constructors, which is the first time I've actually used static constructors, but you can say new time span, like from seconds or from minutes or from hours or from days. And so the goal is with this is that you can say, if you want to cache something for 30 days, you can basically say, you know, new time span dot from, from days 30, then you do dot to minutes or total minutes or something like that. Um, you can do different things. So basically, um, me, when I'm looking at caching, you know, sometimes it's cached in seconds, sometimes it's cached in minutes. You know, I see all those uh, things out there where it's like, you know, 60 times 60 dot times 24 dot seven for seven days, or you have a, a like a magic number in your code, you know, like do you have a 1460 or is it 86 four, you know, all these magic numbers, and you don't know what they mean. You might know what they mean, you might think you know what they mean, but they're just not very user-friendly. They're not very clean code. And so, but now to have something like this where we can rock out, um, you know, some user-friendly formats, it's pretty cool. Now, they do have uh, adding and subtracting time as well, and you can actually do things where you interact with other time spans. Um, but the short of it is, you know, the total milliseconds 
total seconds, total minutes, total hours, total days. Um, I think I made a helper, which is, you know, in or two milliseconds or in milliseconds or something. So that way you got a quick conversion so you can translate it. Um, so, oh, and, and Scott's already updated the, the documentation on GitHub to show you how to correctly um, use the static methods in Cold Fusion, which was something I hadn't actually done. So it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so you can break it down. There's a lot of stuff in here. Um, but again, we are adding some more human friendly ones. And the cool thing is with Coda, it's uh, Coda is internationalized. Um, it was a, you know, it's a cool little library. It's got, I think, German and English so far with Coda. But we'll be able to do like a new time span. You can say, you know, um, seven days. And so it'll take the seven days. Instead of doing days equal seven, you can actually do some human readable stuff and we're going to try and improve that. Anyways, uh, it's up on GitHub. Again, Scott and I are, you know, just rolled it out this morning. And so if we come down to the static stuff, so this is how you use a time span by calling one of the static functions. So time span double colon from seconds. And that's how you can actually uh, call it with static, which is interesting. Like I said, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, well, I knew you could, I just didn't know the syntax. So that's pretty cool. So again, the from seconds just gives you a shortcut. Remember JavaScript, they don't have named parameters, so they can't do it the cool way like we do. So we could do it uh, very differently. So we'll be working with us uh, here. So anyway, that is the Forgebox module of the week, CF interval, and we'll be updating Coda real soon to have that included and uh, make it even better and make it more user-friendly and yeah, clean up our code wherever we go. So no more magic numbers, magic numbers are bad. Okay, so that's our Forgebox module of the week. And now our VS Code module of the week this week is something which we've talked about, I think like three years ago, and I just used it like crazy yesterday. So I thought it's worth re-mentioning. So Change Case, um, it's by W. Mora. It's got 821,000 installs and growing, but basically it gives you the option to quickly change the case from camel case, constant case, snake case, uh, of the current selection or current word. And so I used this one uh, yesterday when I had a bunch of URLs that I was making. I wanted to make some really user-friendly, SEO-friendly URLs that had all, you know, everything was broken down. Using webhooks, it was like document dash changed. And so the dash is kind of nice, but if I wanted to change it for my function names, it was kind of a pain to have to retype them, but I could just basically pick them in here and then choose the type. And the cool thing is if you select a word and then run the, the command, you'll actually see a preview of all those over here too. So you can see you know, camel, constant, dot, etc. So it can convert from all these different formats back and forward. Just made it really easy to, to switch them. So um, again, it has multiple cursors. So you can do that too. It just doesn't give you the, the, you know, the preview if you've got more than one selected. But it has options for camel, constant, dot, kebab, Lower, lower first, no, param, pascal, path, sentence, snake, swap, title, upper, and upper first. So it's a pretty cool little extension. Uh, again, highly recommend it using it for switching from function names, which are, you know, sort of camel cased back to uh, um, URL formats, etc. So, okay. So that is our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. Last but not least, let's talk about. Our Patreon supporters. I have to update this picture. Sorry, everybody. But these individuals, personally responsible, 
or personally supporting us for our open source initiatives and they help us provide uh, more time and money for things like command box, forge box, cold box, content box, test box, and all the other boxes that Autis works on. And it also helps fund those cloud infrastructure that re uh, the community relies on for forge box and our package management with command box. So we do have some perks. So remember we have annual memberships. If you pay for the year, you get 10% off, but bronze packages and up, now get that forge box pro and CFcast subscription as a perk. All Patreon supporters get that profile badge on the community website. All Patreon supporters have their own private forum on the community website. We also have a private Slack channel inside the Box Team Slack for the Patreons. And then you get access to live streams like Coding with the Kiwi and Friends and the Autist Book Club. So the Autist Book Club is the new one coming out. Coding with the Kiwi and Friends is going to be coming soon. So some of these streams are for Patreons only. Um, so we get a nice comfy little small group and that way we say thank you to those who are supporting us so um definitely think it's worthwhile and again we had the new patreon sign up on the spot at cf summit john nissim and uh it's great to have him in our list so take a deep breath and i'll thank all the patreons myself so thank you john wilson from synaptrix jordan clark gary knight mario rodriguez giancarlo gomez david bellinger dan card jonathan perrett jeffrey mcgee with sunstar media dean maunder nolan Irk, abdul rahim will de bruin or vil de bruin i'm sorry joseph lamery don bellamy jan yannick laxma Tirohadi. Brian Girondelli from Hackety Motorsports, Calvin Stanton, Jeremy Adams, Tadilis Nicky, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agro Tracking Systems, Ben Nadal, Richard Herbert, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jason Dager, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabasis, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mungie, Kevin Wright, John Wish, Peter Mary, Kevin Venice, and John Nessum. So thank you everybody for uh, being our Patreon supporters and you guys can go and find out a little bit more about them on our website. It's been a, a great big, great week coming back from CF Summit. Great time uh, at both of our Cold Fusion conferences. But remember, there's still other conferences going on. So we've got VeetConf right now. We've got uh, Microsoft Ignite. We've got the AWS Awesome. So a lot of things coming up this month. You guys have a great one. Enjoy, and we'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll uh, have two hosts again because I don't like talking by myself. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us in the chat. Really appreciate you. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters, and we'll see you all next week. And don't forget, uh, we got all those Autist cool webinars coming up very soon, so we'll be publishing that soon too. So have a good one, and see you next week. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.